Thank you for checking out the Faith City Church podcast. We believe that you'll be blessed by today's message. Oh man, it's good. Good morning. Wow, you know what? I didn't drink much coffee this morning just because I just needed to dial it down a little bit. Who's excited to be here? Man, I tell you what, thank you for coming out this morning. I know some of you knew I was going to be here, guest speaker, what? But some of you didn't, so uh, surprise. No, you know what, Pastor and Andy are unfairly on another relaxing good time, so uh, I'm excited for them. I I truly am. Uh, As some of you know, this has been my home church for years. I think I was 16 when I first crossed the door over at the other building. And that was about four years ago. Nah, but, uh, you know, Pastor Andy at that time, he was a good, a few years older than I was. So me being 16, we really didn't click all that much. He was uh, probably in his early 20s, and uh, he's a couple years older than me, but... I was just this loud, crazy spaz of a kid at the time, and uh, we, through the years, come to be very good friends, one of my best friends, and uh, we had the privilege of being in construction together. This is like background 101. We got to go through construction. I had a, a building thing with my dad. Andy was a painter. We would dive in and tag team, and I'd be like, hey, man, we're doing a roof. You want to help us? He's like, no, but I'll show up. So he'd pass shingles from the peak of the roof without getting down too far, and uh, we we did that for years, and through that, we were always into music, and I'm a drummer. He's a bass player. He said, hey, you should really come try out for this band I'm in, and I'm like, nah, that's not my gig. And, he, and a couple more times of him encouraging me, I actually, uh, I said, all right, let me check it out. And so I, I became the drummer of their band and got to play with him for five, six years, excuse me, before he took over the ministry here at the church and left me in the band. And, uh, but no, I had the privilege of playing all over the world with Pastor Andy, and we got to play for the troops in South Korea and Japan and go on tours, and spend a lot of time together. So, man, when I say that he's one of my best friends, he really is. So uh, I'm not honored just to be here to wear his shoes for the morning. I'm honored because I get to take the next few minutes and just share, I don't know, a piece of me, share. I don't feel like I have that much knowledge. Do you feel like you're just a normal person? Come on, somebody. You know, I, I'm not the kind of guy, I don't walk around in a suit and tie, and, I, and, I'm, and, and I'm not judging there's anybody that is, but you know what? I'm just a husband and a dad. That's it. I, I love my wife, and I love my kids. My, um, my first story takes me back takes me back. I was about nine, ten years old. We're, we got a couple stories today. Man, my first one takes me back. Riding. How many love to mow grass? A few of you? Man, extra portion of blessing on your hearts. Man, God has blessed us. 
I love mowing grass. And I can remember being on my grandpa's John Deere 213, four-speed, reverse, right in the middle of the legs, clutch on the side, you know, no automatic deck, you know what I'm saying? So I was like nine, ten years old cutting grass at my parents' house. And um, uh, all of a sudden, this mouse shot out from underneath the mower deck, took off running. And I'm like, ooh, we got barn cats. I'm so catching that mouse. Hit the clutch, dropped it in neutral, shut the PTO off, jumped off. I'm like chasing this mouse down through the clover. I grabbed this mouse. And as soon as I picked this mouse up, this mouse sunk its teeth right into my thumb. <laughs> Which I felt the bite. Come on, somebody. I felt the bite. That's not what scared me. I kid you not, a couple days prior to this, we were, Mar- we were my, our family was watching Marty Stauffer on Channel 28. Come on, who, come on, Marty Stauffer, who any, nobody, no Marty Stauffer fans? Man, it was like Michigan Adventure, like back in the day, bow hunting, gun stuff, you know, old school stuff. We're watching Marty Stauffer, and he said something about rabies, and I didn't understand it. So I asked my dad about rabies, and he explained it all to me, that if you get bit by animal carrying rabies, you can go through all this, and then it's really painful. you got to have these old-school shots in your stomach. And I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a kid. I'm trying to grasp on it. Oh, my God. And the, the shots are really painful with a big needle. Now I'm like, no way, no way. Fast forward to me holding this mouse, and this mouse sinks its teeth into my thumb. The bite didn't scare me. What scared me was the fact that in the back of my mind, I thought there's a chance this mouse could have rabies. And so I got alarmed and I panicked and I didn't know what to do. (laughs) And I said, oh, I know. If something happens, you got to have the animal to check it for rabies. So I have to literally kill this mouse. So I squeezed the mouse to death, right? So I squeezed it, and in me squeezing it, I, w- I was panicking. I was like, oh, no, I'm squeezing it, squeezing it. Its eyes came out of its body, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Long story short, I took the mouse in. I told my mom in panic what all had happened, the rabies and all this, and she's like, all right. She put it in a Ziploc bag and put it in the freezer, and we're like, if you come down with symptoms, and I'm like, what, what? It's like, if you come down with symptoms in the next couple days, we'll get the mouse checked. Well, fast forward a few months later, and uh, my mom's cleaning out the, the freezer, and all of a sudden, I hear some scream coming out, and I come out in the kitchen, and there's this baggie with this dead mouse in it that she forgot was in there, and she picked it up, and she's like, what's go? Is that meat? Is that what? Oh! It straight pitched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, man, you know what? Today, this morning, I want to talk about the bite before the bite happens, okay? When we get to talk about the bite before the bite happens, because in a little bit, you're going to see that we all get bit. But if we can talk about the bite before the bite happens, it'll better prepare you for the bite. All right, are we ready? Would you pray with me? Father God, I thank you for everybody that's here, everybody that's online that that can hear your Holy Spirit this morning. Father God, I'm just a guy, and I ask that you would use your Holy Spirit to minister and speak to us this morning, that 
we can learn something this morning that maybe could change our life for the better. In Jesus' name, we give you praise. Everybody said amen, amen. amen. So let's talk. We're going to drop down to, so I'm going to Peter phrase this morning and not actually look up scripture because I'm going to go over two chapters in Acts. Acts. It's actually Acts chapter 27 and Acts chapter 28. This is where uh, I would like to say Paul, the musician formerly named Saul, is going through this journey where he gets captured, he's a prisoner, and he goes kind of ship by ship, and they're taking him to stand before Caesar. You can read in that in chapter 27 on all the misfortunes, everything that happens to Paul. But what I want to focus on here is a little bit is where Paul's headed to Rome. He's on a ship. The ship actually crashes into a reef. Okay, it hits land. The ship breaks apart. Paul swims ashore. He swims ashore. I believe the, the uh, island is Malta. Is that right? Scholars? Hmm? No one? Yeah, sound good? Malta? I believe it's the island of Malta, right, in chapter 28. And you know what? It begins to rain. So the natives from the island, they build a fire. As it's raining, they're building a fire. Well, Paul says, I'm not worthless, Peter phrasing, I'm not worth this. I'm going to go help collect sticks for the fire. He grabs a bunch of sticks, goes to put them on the fire, and all of a sudden, because of the heat of the fire, a viper hops out of the sticks, latches onto his hand, and bites him, and he shakes the snake off into the fire. Paul just got bit. He just shook the snake off in the fire, the natives all seeing this, they saw everything that happened. Okay, obviously the natives are native for a reason. They live on the island. They know this snake. They know of the venomous, poisonous bite that this snake has. So they know what's about to happen to Paul. Check this out with me. They say to each other, this man is such a bad criminal, such a bad, horrible person, that is not only, A, his ship broke apart, but because he cannot cheat death, now a viper has bit him. He will surely die. And so they stand back and wait. And as I like to say, a few minutes later, they're waiting. For Paul to keel over dead. Doesn't happen. Paul goes about with his business. So what do they do? Let me find it here. Huh. So the group gets together and talks and they flip-flop and they change their tune. From he is cursed and surely going to die. To now he is a God. Let's worship him. He is a God, let's worship him. The Christians assumed, I mean the natives assumed that because something bad had happened to Paul, that he was a bad person. You know, someone gets shipwrecked and swims ashore and they swim ashore and you're like, oh, you know what, I'm going to assume that you're a bad person, that's why your ship collapsed. That's why you got bit by a snake. I can remember... Back in the day, this phrase that I heard around the church, 
I don't know if it was in the late 90s, early 90s. Do you, any of you remember the, the phrase, the devil's in every doorknob? Some of you do. That means you're old school Christians. Come on. And we're still here. Come on, somebody. We're still here. But you know what? The devil's in every doorknob. Do you know what that means? That means the thought. Let's say, let's say you're driving in your car and you get a flat tire. You pull off the shoulder of the road. The devil in every doorknob means that the night before the devil slept in your car and he caused that flat tire. Now, that to me sounds a little extreme, a little foolish. What about if you go to sleep at night and you don't set your alarm clock and you wake up, now you're late for work because, you know, the the devil must have caused you to look at Facebook so long that you fell asleep with your phone off to the side of you before you could set your alarm clock. So that's why you were late. It was the devil's fault. You know, like everything you do, there's a good chance the devil is waiting. I totally disagree with this. Totally. One hundo percento. You know, no laughing. You know, why would we want to give the devil credit for something that just wore out like a tire? I mean, you you knew it was going bald. The little, uh, you know, uh, steel ribbings were starting to show on one corner. But it's the devil's fault that it blew. Come on. It's the devil's fault that, you you know, you you got caught up watching Facebook and, and fell asleep. No, come on. I don't want to give him any credit, let alone all of it. So I'm just going to call that maybe lack of planning and preparation. So let's move forward. Oh, you know what? Where were we? Do you remember where we were? Here's where we were. A few minutes later, the natives were waiting for Paul to die. They go from Paul, you're cursed, to now you're God. We worship you. Why worship Paul? Because he didn't die? Why didn't he die? I will say, because something blocked the venom. You didn't die. Something blocked the venom. My brothers and sisters, God has made provisions in your life to block the venom. Not of one bite, but all the bites you might get in your lifetime. Not of one bite, but every bite you may get in your lifetime. He has blocked the venom. Let me explain. Just because the venom is blocked, you still need to shake off the snake. You still need to shake it off. 
and keep moving. You're going to be tempted. Sometimes you're going to be tempted to bite back, but that's not going to do you any good. Don't bite back. You can't make it about the bite, and you cannot make it about the snake. You have to make it about the mission. Have you ever met somebody that is still preoccupied with the one bite they got, the two bites, or the four bites they got back in 1978? Come on, somebody. Somebody bit me back in 1989. Somebody bit me. 2002, I was, I was ready for this great career, and somebody bit me. And here we are in 2023 talking about some bite you got at a bonfire in 1989. You know what I say? I say, shake it off and keep moving. Shake it off and keep moving. Now, we're not here to ignore your feelings. I'm not here to step on your feelings. Please don't misunderstand me. I want you to know that I love you. I'm here for you. That I'm in your corner. I'm fighting with you. I know it's hard. It's difficult. It's painful at times. But shake it off and get on with it. Shake it off and keep moving. You know, we can sit down and have coffee and talk about your bite. But every coffee we have isn't going to be about your bite. That would be bad leadership, and that would be bad friendship. We could acknowledge the bite whenever we get together, but we won't talk about it the whole time we are together. Since 1989, we've been ripping the scab off the wound that should have healed already. Come on. Because we can't leave it alone. We keep digging at it. Not allowing it to scab over and heal. We need to let it heal, church. Shake it off and get on with it. See, we can't get so consumed with the hurt and the pain. Because the hurt and the pain might be so great. It might be great. See, we need to see the miracle that's right here before us that God has provided by blocking the venom. Well, sometimes we get so consumed with the bite that we don't realize we should have died and we can't see the blessing that we're still alive dragging snakes behind us. Come on, somebody. Dragging snakes behind us. We should have died, but we're still alive. And them snakes are feeding on us and getting bigger and bigger. And you know what it's doing? All it's doing is slowing us down. Slowing us down from moving forward. But some of our snakes are so big that they've slowed us down for so long that we're used to this slow pace of life. Shake it off and keep moving. Just like Paul, 
over the heat of the fire, when things in your life start to heat up, when all of a sudden you get some momentum, you're going down the hill, you hit the easy button, when things are on the up and up, the sun is out, things are looking great, boom, all of a sudden you get bit by something or someone. Let's talk about the bite before the bite happens so we can be better prepared. The truth is, life happens. You're going to get bit. It's painful. It stings. It really hurts when it's someone that's close to you. I'm not saying that we put on a mask and we fake it till we make it or we even lie about it. I'm not saying we go to coffee and say, oh, it doesn't even hurt me. It really hurts. It can hurt. It can be painful. If we're being honest, I've been the snake. And someone's had to shake me off. Yeah, me, Peter, right here, this guy. I've been the snake. I've been the one spewing venom. I've been the gossiper. But I say to you, even if I bite you, shake it off and keep moving. Turn to your neighbor and say, we've all done some biting. I'll turn to your other neighbor, your second choice, and say, we've all done some biting. You know, there's no perfect people here. Actually, there's no perfect people allowed here at Faith City Church. If you're not perfect, raise your hand. Anybody perfect, you need to leave. This is your time. I should have done this sooner so I didn't waste your time because you're perfect. But there's no perfect people allowed here. See, if we've all made mistakes, then we all need forgiveness. And Jesus says, he forgives you. Jesus says, he forgives me. And Jesus says, he shows us how to forgive so that we ourselves can forgive others. Keep it moving, church. Keep it moving. He shows us how to love. He loved us first, so that we can learn by his example on how to love. He forgave you, so you also can forgive. Do you have a list of snakes in your life? That you need to forgive? Yes. Are some of the snake bites easier to forgive than others? Yeah. You'd be like, oh, man, oh, I just got bit. Oh, hey, it's all good. I'm good. You're good. We're good. Did somebody else bite you? Man, you turn into this creature. Like, he bit me. They bit me. Oh, what just happened? What, can you? I can't go forward anymore. They bit me. What? 
What just happened? I got bit. I don't even know. Come on. I don't even know. And you say, I will never forgive them. Never. Never is a long time. Do you know what unforgiveness is? When you drink the poison and wait for them to die. You know what? Most of these days, I'm downstairs. I'm down with the kids downstairs. The best thing about being down there is I get to take about five or ten minutes and share one thing with the kids. And it's just one thing. I just want them to get one thing. I don't care what happens up here in big church. I want you to get one thing. One thing that you can take home, that you can think about on your normal day-to-day life when you're just a mom, when you're just a wife, when you're just a husband or a dad. When it's just you and something happens, when something attacks you out of the blue, I want you to remember one thing that can help you get through it. It's all I care about this morning, one thing. You know what's crazy about being up here? It takes those kids five or ten minutes to get it. And I'll be up here for 20. Come on, adults. I'm in the same boat. Sometimes our boat gets shipwrecked. We find ourselves swimming. And then we get bit. Let's talk about the bite before we get bit so we can be better prepared. Unforgiveness is when We drink the poison and wait for them to die. You know, how ironic is that? That the miracle God performed in blocking all of the snake venom so that you don't die, we just drank. God performed a miracle so that we can live. And now we just drank the poison. Why? Because somebody that doesn't walk in my circle bit me, and now I'm offended. Somebody that is wearing the wrong colors. Somebody that votes on the other aisle. You know, we talk a lot in this church, I do anyway, about our journey We all have an individual journey that you're on. No one else is on your journey. The path that you're on isn't decided by you being in complete 100% agreement with the person next to you, with the person in this room. It's not on agreement. Walking the same path is on the decision To walk that same path has nothing to do with agreement. Because if you get down to it, there's not one person in this room, watching online, in this city, or in this world that thinks like you do. Not one. So basically, we're all in disagreement. But if we can agree 
to make the decision to walk on the same path, then that person that offended me so much, I'll be able to brush them off just like one of my buddies that lashes out and bites me. And I got to shake him off and say, man, I'm good. I'm going to keep moving. You know, it's ironic that we're drinking the same poison on purpose. And it's just called bitterness. Bitterness can only be removed by forgiveness. I believe the only reason we are here is because of forgiveness. Because if you weren't forgiven, I don't think you'd be here right now. I'm here to tell you, you are forgiven. I'm forgiven. Jesus forgave us so that we can also forgive. Forgiving is a valid, and it's necessary in your life. When you stop forgiving, you stop living. Every morning, you should get up, and if you need to, you recite that list of those snakes that bit you. I forgive you, Jim, Tom, Larry, Suzanne. You're forgiven. Shake them off and keep moving. We can't make it about the bite or about the snake. Shake it off. You know, there's an upside to this story. You know, if you're never in the kitchen... You can never get burnt. If you're never in the kitchen, if you're never cooking over the stove, you can never get burnt. If you're never in the heat, you'll never get bit. If you find yourself in the heat, I'd say you're doing something right. You're you're still moving. Don't get slowed down by that snake that bites you while you're moving. One of the favorite scriptures, as the deer panteth, come on, searching for water, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You know what that means? You're walking through the valley. You know what that means? You're not stopping in the valley. Where's the valley? At the bottom of the hill. We're not at the top of the hill where the sun's shining. It's nice and easy living up there. We find ourselves at the bottom in the valley. There's a hill on both sides. You find yourself down in the valley, the bottom of the bottom. But you're walking through, church. We're walking through the valley. There's a lot to be said about being down there. Learn something while you're down there and keep walking. We cannot stop living just like we cannot stop forgiving. This is why we talk about the bite before the bite happens. Better preparing us for our journey ahead. Can I pray with you? Or, I would say, would you pray with me?
Would everybody keep your head up and your eyes open while we pray? <gasps> Let's do it. You know what? I'm sorry. Sometimes I find myself trying to be humorous when I might not be all that humorous, but what I like to think about myself is I'm as far from religious as possible. You know what? I don't want anything to do with religion. Do you know what the word religion means? Returning to bondage. I don't want anything to do with religion. I have a relationship with Jesus. That's what I try to teach my family. And so when we do things around the house, it's not normal. (laughs) We pray for our food. It's not normal. We sing a song (laughs) with our eyes open, holding hands, looking at everybody. And we thank God that we're blessed. So I try not to do things that are normal. But if someone that's out there is offended by what's in my heart, then I'm sorry. That's not, that's not what I'm going after. That's not what I'm getting to. So when I say things like keep your eyes open while we pray, that's me trying to be non-religious as possible. That makes sense? So, man, keep your eyes open. Man, I used to get in trouble when I was a little kid. We'd be around the table praying for our food. Be like, and then I'd be like, Mom, my sister had her eyes open. My mom'd be like, How do you know? Be like, because I saw her. I saw her. Wait, I had my eyes open too. Man, see, it's it's not about a bunch of rules. It's not about about jumping through hoops. It's not about what you can do or can't do. It's about what he's done for us. And he showed us the way so that we can treat others in that same way. Even if they're Ohio State fans. Man, even if they're Republicans or Democrats or liberals. Or I don't even know what all the other groups are. even if they don't walk the straight and narrow path like I do or like I try to do. You know what? All the judgment that was thrown on me, all those bites that were thrown on me, thrown on you, he took care of. He took care of. So I'm not going to cast judgment on somebody else. I'm going to let him take care of them. But all he asks us to do is love them. Can you love them? Can you forgive them? Can you shake off those fat snakes that have been dragging on your arms for the last few years? Them snakes that bit us in 2019? Can we shake them off and get back to moving, get back to that mission? That mission that he's called you to. See, the problem is when we don't want to get bit, then we go into hibernation. And then we never get to feel the heat again. We don't get to experience life because we've already stopped living. 
and we crawl into a hole because we're scared of getting hurt. It hurts. But we got to talk about that hurt before it happens. Because, you know, when I was 9, 10 years old and I was holding that mouse, I can't even remember the bite. All I remember was the fact that the poison that that mouse could have put into my body at that time scared me. But I was okay once I went in the house. We put it in the freezer, and my mom reassured me that I didn't have rabies. I'm here to reassure you that you're not going to die. Everybody in the world can attack you. But you're not going to die. It might be painful, but you're not going to die. Shake it off and keep moving. Amen. Pray with me. Thank you, Father God, for this morning. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would give us one thing that we can look back on on a Monday or a Thursday or Man, the next time we get bit, it might be in the parking lot as soon as we leave here, Father God. Dear Lord, whether it's one of our brother and sisters, a stranger, our relation, our spouse, one of our kids, I thank you that we're better prepared, that we can shake it off and we can just push forgiveness on them. Not dragging that bitterness anywhere, but resolving it because we're not going to drink that poison. I thank you for this time. I, I, I thank you for this time that everybody came out this morning. And we give you praise and honor and glory until the next time we get together as brothers and sisters. I pray for you every day. We love you so much here at Faith City, and thanks for spending your morning with us. Be blessed. We'll see you next Sunday. For more information about Faith City Church, please go to faithcity.tv. As always, we pray that you would grow in the knowledge and grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.